Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Into the Dust podcast, hosted by Joe Moore, presented by Belly Up Sports. Joining today's episode, Caden Sparks-Weens. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. So how are you doing today? I'm good, Joe. Good to be back. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, a new WRC game has been announced. It was rumored that it would come on like July, I think it is what I was originally seeing, but that obviously didn't happen unless in some alternate universe it did but uh yeah so a little bit of a little bit of background on that is that i believe nakon was working on the new wrc game and then it was uh they lost the contract for wrc so they had released or kiloton sorry had released wrc generations ahead of schedule before the end of the year last year, before um, Codemasters took over the WRC contract this year. So I think Generations was pushed out, and then the contract was handed over to Codemasters. Uh, and then somewhere in that process, EA also acquired Codemasters. Well, EA has been, EA's counting Codemasters for, I believe, a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and Codemasters... Sorry, Codemasters had done the uh, Dirt Rally 2 series, well, the entire Dirt Rally series, as well as, I believe, the regular Dirt series. Um, so they definitely have a lot of, of rally games under their belt. However, the the new WRC game will be slightly different because it is using a different engine than Dirt Rally 2, but it will have the same handling. As yeah, so they've used, uh, they moved it over to Unreal Engine 5, I believe. And in, in terms of handling... I've heard there have been upgrades to the system since Dirt Rally 2. I'm a little skeptical about using that that physics engine again, just because I really liked the old WRC engine more than I liked Dirt Rally. I found Dirt Rally to be very basic. But one thing that they have uh, talked about, um, they call it the dynamic handling system, is we'll be able to tune... The handling system to uh you know the skill level of the player or what you want to experience what that means we don't know that's just one of their kind of main headlines 
while releasing the game is that they've introduced this system where we have a little more control over the the uh, handling system. I mean, that's not anything new. We've been able to tune our assists like traction control, ABS, and other assists, you know, for for learning or just if that's how you prefer to play the game. The question that comes out of that, though, is WRC has always had a pretty strong ranking system that Dirt Rally 2 has not had. Um, and how the dynamic handling system will interact with ranked is still up in the air as far as I know. It's going to be interesting to see how everything will work because I know there's people who like the engine that WRC uses with NADCON. And then there's people who like the dirt engine. It's going to be, you're never going to win, but it's going to be trying to find the balance for players that works out well. Yeah. And I think the balance between those two systems and what players want is that Dirt Rally 2 is a more fun handling system. Um, It's very forgiving. You really just point the car in the right direction and hold the pedal down and your car will go that way. Um, which obviously we know we know that's definitely not how it works, uh, but a lot of people are a big fan of that system. WRC was a lot less forgiving, but didn't accommodate more casual players to the series. I'm hoping that's what they mean with this dynamic handling system, is that you'll be able to kind of tune between those two styles um, and either give yourself a fairly realistic experience or just a more casual uh, experience like Dirt Rally 2. The thing I found with, like, with, like for example wrc generations is the handling it's i almost find it more forgiving than dirt because in dirt the the courses are almost so tight that if you make a mistake it's really hard but that's absolutely true as well um wrc generations also had a lot of asphalt compared to dirt rally 2 i think dirt rally 2 only had two or three actual asphalt uh regions um the asphalt on WRC is a lot more forgiving than um, the ones on Dirt Rally. I actually struggled a lot with asphalt surfaces on Dirt Rally, um, but in WRC they, you know, they're a lot easier to drive. But you're right. I think the the stages were wider as well. Yeah. Um, and as for tarmac, there will be just a math in my head. There will be at least three tarmac locations in the new game because they're using all the current wrc calendar events which that would include for tarmac monte carlo croatia and the central european rally yeah Um, that's true it will be based on the 2023 season yeah and then there will also be five historic locations or something like that and that that could include another tarmac location but uh yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see i'm not super involved in the historic stuff the cars and the stages i'm more more or less all up to date on the current seasons. But yeah, uh, they may cycle those through as well. I kind of know in a way what to expect. I kind of have a gut feeling about that. And I'm normally correct when it comes to this stuff. So it's going to definitely be interesting uh, to see how it's handled and what events get in and what events don't. Because having five historic events compared to the dozens of historic events that wrc has is definitely a choice but yeah i think they'll probably aim for the most you know the most iconic the most iconic regions wrc generations aimed to do something similar 
Um, they obviously didn't include as many regions. They just really leaned into the cars. I mean, just the name WRC Generations was that it included multiple generations of rally throughout the last, you know, 30 years. Um, longer than that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, hope before, before Codemasters really focuses on the older stuff that they get the new stuff right. Um, I felt like... I felt like WRC Generations tried to accommodate too much and some of the other features that I was expecting were kind of left behind a little bit. And I have more faith in Codemasters, if I'm totally honest. Um, the thing is with Codemasters, a lot of the historic stuff they already have in some ways experience with from Dirt Rally um, because there's a lot of historic cars in that game. There's Group B cars, Group A cars, all that sort of jazz stuff. So they have they have a lot more experience with that stuff and a lot of things to base that on as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think a lot of people speak very highly about the historic cars at Dirt Rally, too. Um, I certainly felt they were more difficult to drive than um, the older inclusions in WRC. So I think they're they're already on the right track, like you said, for including those uh, vehicles. Yeah, and for the most part, for the car list, it'll be pretty much what's in Dirt Rally 2 already, and then the WRC uh, licensed cars as well. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I can't see a Dirt game being released without a bunch of Subarus either, especially the... Uh, impressive that Colin McRae drove this is a Colin McRae series but even yes. though the name's not on the series but yeah absolutely uh, Dirt Rally 2 included actually an entire Colin McRae career that you could drive through and um, I believe a handful of his cars have already been confirmed for the new game uh, actually I think they're using his uh, his 2000 Subaru as uh, as a major marketing point so we'll we'll have it for sure yeah and um they have his because he designed a rally car i don't think a lot of people realize that but he designed a rally car before he passed in um some time ago i can't even remember no i don't i don't know the year personally <laughs> i can't remember no, it's all i should good. know this but um sometime like over 10 years ago i think it was like 2008 or something I'm gonna get roasted. I'm gonna get roasted for that, but <laughs> that's all right. I um, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're including his um, McRae R4, which is which was a concept car, it was never really used besides in Goodwood, I believe. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but so they're including that, and then they they'll probably include his. His old impressive, the one before the two thousands uh, one, okay, and then a bunch of other cars as well. Um, I know they did confirm that Sebastian Loeb's uh, Citroen Xero would be in the game as well earlier, okay, as long as a bunch of other cars. But <laughs> I wasn't aware that Colin had uh, designed a car. I'm looking at this McRae R four right now, and yeah. Um... <laughs> Four new cars unveiled for EA Sports WRC, including two McRae Classics, which is the Citroen Xara, um, which that one I knew about. But this McRae R4, that is that is news to me. I've never seen this before. I, I've seen it. I, I've known about it because I I spend a lot of times time digging in wormholes on the internet. Uh, 
<laughs> which really helps me with some stuff and just knowledge of stuff and some stuff I just don't remember. Oh, that's totally fair. I'm, I'm excited to see this because I've never heard about this before. Um, it looks like it was actually included in a very old Dirt game. Uh, not sure which one, but there's some some screenshots here of uh, of the car in game. So they've already got experience with it. Then that was probably in one of the iterations of the game when it was still called Colin McRae Rally. Um, Most likely, yeah. Back in way the early 2000s before he passed, but yeah. Um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it compares to everything else as well because this is a car that's really never been on a timed rally stage before and nobody really knows what to think of it. So Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to competitive games, how they balance it versus its real-life performance is also a factor. I mean, if you're going to have... If you're going to have ranked play in any sort of rally game, you obviously want all of the cars involved to have equal performance, but that doesn't always necessarily um, match the real life stuff. So we'll see, you know, what they prioritize there is if they're going to work on balancing the game in terms of a ranked meta, or if they are going to, you know, aim for real life performance of these cars. Yeah, and, and it's also going to be a question of what classic goes into because it won't go in with the WRC car in the same no, place as the no. WRC cars, obviously. But Absolutely that, not, yeah. That would be weird. But uh, it'll probably align with, because I don't even know what classes will be in the game, but probably if they're doing the same classes as... I know the classes in the game. I'm just too lazy to look them up. But um, um, R2, probably, if they're going to... Go with the same classes as uh, Dirt Rally Two. I would I would expect them to put it in their R two class. Either that or the two thousand CC class. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Two thousand CC is a little bit older. I don't know when this uh, McRae R four came out. Um, when it came out in before he passed, so sometime before twenty ten, which would in that line case, it up yep. with the two thousand CC class. Yep, I think you're right. If if that's what I came out, then uh, I think either R2 or 2000cc. Yeah, R2 may be a little more contemporary than that, so that uh, makes sense. Yeah, and a lot of the R2 cars are, in in a sense, different than that. And they're, it's going to be hard to put that into the R2 class because of how they are, but... Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the gameplay? Not even really a gameplay reveal. How did you feel about the one and only video we've had out of the uh, out of the whole the whole game so far, sir? We've had two videos. We had remember we had a ten second one revealing the thing too. Yeah, I believe that was a clip taken out of the full video, if I'm not mistaken. I don't of the re- official reveal trailer. Um, but what do you what are your thoughts on the reveal trailer? It- showed like jack um being completely honest it showed basically nothing i fully agree <laughs> i was uh i've actually written up a script for a tiktok already where i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go over this uh this reveal video and basically like it didn't show anything it i guess it showed what cars are going to be in there but it's everything we expected we get the three main wrc cars uh the puma the yaris and the uh what am I missing? I-20. It showed those. It showed Colin Subaru. And I believe that's actually... Ah, there's a couple more cars in there. There's some more historic cars. I uh, can't remember uh, off the top of my I'll head. I'll launch but... it. 
fuck, I'm gonna mess this up and I'm gonna get spit roasted by um Italians, but it's I think it's Lancia Delta S4. I'm no I'm pronouncing it incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you're right, yeah. So a, a bunch of cars that we all knew were gonna be in the game already. Some gameplay that frankly could have been filmed in WRC Generations for all for all I can tell. I don't really see anything special. Uh it does look like it is more like Dirt Rally than WRC in terms of uh, the visuals. But yeah, I guess I, I don't think it showed much at all. The the only thing that I really took away from that video is it was a lot less vibrant than uh, the WRC games. It looks very much gray. Um, I mean, Dirt Rally always has. I As much as I like the vibrancy and color that comes out of WRC Generations, when you compare the games to their real life counterparts, Dirt Rally and the the color in the game, frankly, does look more realistic than WRC. I'm not surprised they went that route, personally. I mean, comparative to the old Dirt Rally games that had a lot of uh, urine color to it, um, yeah. it's definitely a, a step in the better direction. However, I would like to see a bit more color, but eh. We can uh, we can tune that up with Nvidia with the Nvidia overlay if we want to. I used to do that when I would stream WC Generations. Is the colors were kind of funky, so I tune them back, uh, tune them back into line using Nvidia. So it all works out in the end. The uh, gameplay reveal trailer didn't really show much. They call it a gameplay reveal trailer. Uh, oh nope, sorry, they don't. They call it the official reveal trailer. Um, what was more interesting is the release they sent with it because the steam store went live and that's where we got to see all of the actual features included in the game it wasn't included um specifically in the video but they also put it out side by side so i guess that makes sense so there's for sure going to be uh controller support um i believe they're going to go down the sim route because they have specifically said that in terms of control for wheels and pedals They've also gone out of their way to include custom hardware, um, which means I'm, I'd imagine we're going to have a massive ability to tune our hardware how we like it, as well as use pretty much whatever we want, I'm hoping. Um, then they said custom graphic settings, which, I mean, who doesn't have custom graphic settings? That's funky. Virtual reality has been, uh, they've committed to virtual reality, but they it's not going to launch with it. The yeah. virtual reality will come later. Um, at first, I saw them say widescreen support, and I was like, well, yeah, of course, it's going to have widescreen support. But what they actually mean is uh, they're going to include triple monitor support. That is amazing for high-end racing simulators where you have one monitor in the middle and then two monitors on the sides um, to get the full kind of wraparound experience. And they did say that it will include triple monitor support, which is huge. Uh, personally the the thing i really took notice to in in that entire thing was the thing i think it's at right at the bottom it's the uh, builder mode i really have an interest to see what that will actually be builder mode i'm I'm not familiar with uh i haven't seen this yet yeah it's at the bottom of that release somewhere but yeah apparently they're making a builder mode where you can customize your own car how you want um oh okay I mean, not not stages Yes. 
<laughs> okay, sorry. I thought you meant we were going to be able to build stages. I was like, wow, that is actually huge. Why was this not included like front and center with uh, the rest of this release? But yeah, um, the, the WRC game sort of had that. Uh, you know, you had your livery editor and uh, you could upgrade your parts and stuff like that. But it, I, you make it sound like this is going to be more in-depth than that. Yeah, apparently it's going to feature, like, you're able to customize aerodynamics and how your car looks. It's not just the livery. You can pretty much customize every part of it. You can customize the exterior, interior, apparently. I, oh, wow. From okay. what, yeah, there's just a little blurb in there that says all that. I have no clue. What I've been thinking it's like is the F1 games. I don't know how in-depth this is going to play the F1 games have I, th- I believe a similar mode to that where you can customize your own f1 car and such um but yeah i think that maybe fits the f1 community a little bit better uh because how teams design their cars is it's obviously still a huge factor in rally but i i feel like f1 fans are very much obsessed with the look of the car and how uh how the teams are building them but it'll be cool to include it in this one too. It, in rally, it doesn't really matter how you build your car unless you find a loophole. Cough, cough, Toyota, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it doesn't really matter because they all follow, follow the same regulations. They're pretty much all besides, I think, the M Sports at that regulation. Uh, so it's not really going to make a difference unless there's something else in there, but I don't really think a mode where you can just customize your own car and put in your own engine and stuff is going to be that interesting. (laughs) I think it depends on what part of the community you're targeting. Like for me, I'm on the competitive side of things. I'm not interested in that because obviously any competition stuff is going to be much more heavily regulated. If there's custom cars, I doubt you'd be able to use those. But for people who are probably more interested in the historic stuff or the personal career stuff um, would be right up that uh, right up that alley but for me not a huge feature so you're telling me we aren't going to get a spark special vehicle oh we'll still get one for sure we will get a sparks uh, the spark special um the one we made in wrc generations was exceptionally ugly uh, i basically went on stream and said all right you guys tell me what to put on this car and we probably ended up with about the ugliest car we could it was a purple <laughs> uh, a shiny purple like a metallic purple paint with gold carbon fiber accents. Um, and then it was covered in emojis and then flags from wherever people were. So it had about 41 flags on it uh, as well. And I hated it. I hated driving. It had a big TikTok logo on the front. Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. <laughs> S- sounds like something that I would expect from you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's right on brand. You're 100% correct there. Speaking of your streaming, because I think we should touch on this, um, since the last time we talked, you uh, became a full-time streamer. I have. Um, it was, when was that? I guess it was beginning of August. I've officially so, yeah. gone full-time. And my goal, at first I was saying, well, I'm a, I'm a full-time content creator. And my plan was to go about 60% other content and 40% streaming with my time, maybe even a little less than that um, with my time and streaming. But over the last six weeks, um, streaming has been such a big part of my content and part of, such a big part of what people want 
out of my content that I've really leaned more into streaming. So I'm definitely probably more like 60 to 70% streaming and 30% other stuff, uh, other content at this point. Yeah, now that now that I'm full time, I also have to pay the bills with my content, which is very new. I have very little experience with making money with content. So that's definitely been uh, an interesting experience. But you have to find a balance between making the content you want to make and making content that pays your rent. <laughs> so I'm still still trying to find that. Still trying to find that balance. Well, I, I help you a bit there with uh, paying you to edit these things. So yeah, that's that's actually big too because I really do like editing the podcast. And it, yeah, exactly. It does pay the bills. It usually takes me about thirty minutes to an hour. Uh, it's competitive. It's competitive with what I made in my last job. Maybe a little, a little less, but it's like a guaranteed, guaranteed income for now <laughs> for a little bit. So that uh, that makes sense. Well, well, because I I was just sitting there one day, and what people don't realize is I am I am lazy, and my internet sucks. I can oh, I can yeah. edit these things within like ten minutes. It takes me like half an hour just to download and, and open the thing in, in a uh, editing software. <laughs> Fair enough. I go pretty hardcore. I, I don't know what you edit with, but I edit with Premiere Pro. Um, and then I will filter out the voices so they're a little crisper and I'll get really in-depth with my cuts and, and balancing audio, stuff like that. I take a little bit of pride in it, to be honest. <laughs> Great to hear. Um, I'm yeah. glad to hear that that, I, that my money is actually worth something. <laughs> it is actually worth something. Um, sometimes they're really good. Sometimes you send me a podcast. I'm like, wow, I do not have to touch. Um, I do not have to touch the voices in this one. Like, it sounds good. Whoever you're talking to is not talking to you through some phone from the 1800s. They've actually uh, used some up to date technology, and those are nice. I like those. So, so what you're telling me is I should get um, one of the rally drivers that I'm friends with on the podcast to record a uh, um, a pre-episode to this entire thing um, on his phone. <laughs> on his phone or his uh, helmet radio would actually be extra challenging, I believe. If you can get him to record on an entire podcast in his rally helmet, I think that would take me at least six hours to uh, make it possible to hear. Yes, he recorded the entire thing on his phone while he was driving somewhere, and I and I just sat there the entire time. And I'm like, I can barely make out what you're saying, but go on. I'll be honest you've had you've had a couple that do sound like that, and they they take a long time take a long time to fix. The, the thing that I'm surprised about is it's them, not me, because I just record this thing on an old pair of Apple earbuds. That's it. Yeah, yours is usually fine. Um, it's it's your guest, whatever. Sometimes they're perfect. Sometimes that needs some work. But but uh, anyways, yeah, we're getting a bit um, off the simbracy topic. Um, so you said there's a new Forza Motorsports game coming out, correct? There is. So for those not familiar with Forza, they kind of run them in two lines, which is the Forza Horizon line. Um, kind of a more arcadey less serious open world drive whatever you want how you want it type of um, type of game but the other one is the forza motorsport series where they take a more a more serious approach it's still i believe it's a different studio same company different studio um or same or a different division of the studio um and they make a more as the name suggests motorsports oriented um game 
Um, I've never played one before, to be honest with you. I have played this is this last Forza Horizon was the first one that I got into. I've never touched a Forza Motorsport. Um, so this will be this will be a first for me personally. Uh, but it's very on brand for my content, so obviously we'll have to play. Well, it, I played um, Forza Motorsports before. I own like three of them, and I hate all of them. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> With a burning passion, because I do not like circuit racing at all. I, I, I hate doing it. I hate driving it. I hate everything about it. I kind of feel that. I... I'm not good at it, to be honest. I'm definitely built for rally. Um, I've been getting a little bit better lately. Traction is not really my my thing. And uh, when you're doing a circuit race, obviously, it's all about min-maxing your traction. Rally, at least on loose surfaces, is a lot more uh, <laughs> a lot is a lot more forgiving, or maybe just a little less precise. Don't don't let any rally drivers hear that. Um, but I find it I find it easier or more forgiving to balance balance my traction in, in rally. And going to going to circuit racing has been tough for me. I I'm terrible at staying online, to be honest with you. <laughs> I I have no issue staying online. I have no issue like I have I'm decent at driving it. I just don't like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. I, I I've driven a couple of them and I just sit there and I'm like, this is insanely repetitive and just boring. Like after like the first three laps, I'm like, okay, I want to do something else now. I mean, that's that repetition is kind of, you know, what I think a lot of people crave is rather than driving through once and doing your best and reacting to things on the fly, it's more more about the science of taking you know perfecting your lines perfecting your your uh your inputs and doing that over and over again and recreating it over and over again and that's where that's where the the skill difference comes out like a lot of people like that i sort of get it i don't like it as much as rally but i I do sort of get it yeah and it's like i don't mind doing rally cross but because rally cross is in a sense different you're Everything is consistently different. It doesn't matter. You you can't drive the track at the same time three times around. It always changes, and who you're facing always changes. But in a, in a circuit race, I just find it very repetitive for some reason. Yeah, um, there's definitely with loose surfaces. There's definitely a lot more things that can change lap to lap. Um, but uh, on on uh, asphalt circuit races, you know, it's it's about the science of it. It's about perfecting um you're really driving against yourself is how i always feel is that uh rather than driving against the other drivers you were driving against yourself most of the time and just trying to improve every time you you go around i don't know i again it's not something i'm terribly experienced with i'm, I'm very much talking about this from a a novice perspective but so, so um i had a moment earlier apparently i said there were 18 locations in the game now there's apparently 17, lo- and I'm talking about the WRC game. Yeah. Now there's apparently 17 locations in the game. Did they take one away, or you were just missing four? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I've seen everybody say it's 18, and now I just load into Dirt Rally 2 because I'm playing Dirt Rally 2 right now. And it says right. 17, say, it says 17 locations, and I'm like, huh? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> 
I, I had a moment there and I'm like, I, I'm confused now. But anyways, back onto Forza. Um, Zuri Racing is just boring to me. I don't know. But yeah, I, I much prefer to play um, the Horizon games because I have a lot more fun time playing that. Uh, that's totally how it's built too. Like the Forza Horizon series is definitely meant to be a more casual experience. Let you uh, relax a little bit and just kind of focus on, you know, driving the cars you want to drive, tuning them however you want to tune. I mean, it, you can you can make an, a Miata competitive with an F1 car in the game. I don't know if you can literally do that, but it, you could get it pretty close. Um, that the freedom and creativity is definitely there. The competitive aspect. It's there, but, you know, you can only take it so seriously when under those conditions, uh, you know, it's it's not so aimed at realism. Yeah, I, I remember once um, I built a, uh, I think it was a 1969 Chevy Camaro for off-road. It had a V12 engine in it, and the thing was a beast. Um, I, I, I never lost a race with it. No, that's that's exactly it. I think people people will definitely find their car in that game and just stick with it. Uh, actually, in our community, we have been playing a lot of Forza lately and just competing. And the competition is quite fierce, uh, despite it, you know, being Forza Horizon. The competition has been quite fierce, um, and I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, if, if you want, if you want to do rallycross or off road stuff, I do have a rallycross track built. Yeah, send it. We, I mean, I can. We could put twelve people on your on your track, in, you know, any day of the week if you want. You, you may want to go over it on stream first, though, because it is technically confusing. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, one thing I don't like about Forza Horizon is that these stages are quite easy, um, and for rally, they're not very technical. It's a lot of straight lines. They're very fast. Um, I would prefer something a little more technically challenged. Um, or te- technically challenged, technically challenging, um, and I think that's that's one place where it it lacks. So if that's what yours is, I'm in. I'm definitely in. Oh, and, and too, I should probably mention this too earlier. Uh, or early, there is a lot of roads that cross each other, so there is a lot of cases where you could crash into another. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Well, I mean, I know it's rally, but we'll all be on the the stage at the same time. It's it's perfectly fine. You you got to get used to people running into you in that game for sure. <laughs> it, it's fun. It's great. It's cool. Um, until you get T bone in the middle of a race, and then yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then you have less fun. But anyway, um, oh, and and two, um, I would recommend driving the unicorn on it. It is really fun. The Unicorn is a wicked car in that game. I know everybody gets it for free. Um, it's it's so much fun. It, I love driving that thing. I, I love drifting the thing. I love everything about it just because I love him. <laughs> yeah, whether that's actually how it handles or not, I don't know. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think it actually is because I know – I don't know for five, but I know for four and three can work with – um, the creators of Forza Motorsports to really narrow down the handling because that to, to put this car into a better terms of how it actually handles the thing wants to kill you consistently oh yeah for sure for sure <laughs> the, the thing constantly wants to take you off the road and just murder you but you know um, I mean that's kind of what you drive it for those, those kind of cars are fun how he somehow handled it around, you know, tight quarters and Jim Connor, I 
I I don't know that that guy was something else. Well, yeah, I mean nobody is nobody is going to uh, dispute that. Yeah, um, when I think when you're the best of the best, nobody questions your your handling of a an out of control car like the unicorn. Mind you, his 16 year old daughter did drive it in drag races. So, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, um, so yeah, I, I, I honestly, today's the first time I've heard about the new Forza Motorsports games. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, we got we got a lot of games back to back. So we had the crew launch this week, and then we will have Forza Motorsport um, in October, and then we will have WRC in November. And in terms so of how, motorsport, I think that's it. So how was the, um, whatchamacallit, the crew game? Um, underwhelming, if I'm honest. Um, how do I put this delicately? (laughs) There is a racing game in there somewhere. There is a really good game present somewhere in the crew, a Motorfest, not Motorsport. Uh, there's, there is a racing game present in the crew Motorfest. It is covered up by so much obvious corporate garbage um that i could not find it after six hours of gameplay i basically just drove around and listened to people talk in my ear for six hours i i really wanted to quit early and say listen this game is not for me i'm done 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 with this but at the same time i wanted to give it the best possible chance so i played it for six hours basically got through you have to do three of these playlists um, to unlock the main stage is, is how the career is built. I'm like, you know what? Let's do our three playlists, then let's unlock the main stage and just see if it's a slow starting game. After the three playlists, which took us six hours, I think you'll probably do it in four or five if you're not so focused on streaming. Um, after the six hours, we were pretty done with it, and then we get to the main stage, and the main stage is just another different playlist. Uh, that was the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not playing that. Let's let's call it for today. Um, this is just not it. it. The game is great. It it has awesome customization. There's 600 plus cars. Um, you know, it's it's really cool for somebody who's interested in cars. The, the vehicles sound amazing. Like the engine sounds are fantastic. Um, you don't get to do any of that in the playlist, and people talk the whole time in your ears so you don't even get to hear the cars uh in fact one challenge i was having is that i couldn't tell where my rpm was sitting at audio wise i had to look at my uh my tachometer to know when to shift uh obviously as you know when you get more experienced with a certain vehicle you can just hear and feel when you need to shift um and it should have been possible in that game but there was so much garbage over top of it that you couldn't you couldn't tell i i was wondering that because the way i look at the crew is just another version of Forza horizon just under a different name i wish it was to be honest uh that would have been better i would have preferred a forza clone to what we actually ended up with we ended up with a game that feels like it's the tutorial for forza horizon <laughs> The way you're describing this makes me feel like the demo versions of Forza Horizon games are better than this. <laughs> Never played a demo of Forza Horizon. I just, I, I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed with the game just because, in my opinion, it's all about creativity and freedom. And I've talked about this on stream, but I feel like racing 
and driving in general, especially a game where it's an open world driving game. It should be about creativity and freedom. And this game just immediately takes that away from you. It says no creativity, no freedom. You're driving this car. And, uh, you know, even as somebody who's interested in cars, you know, I love this. <laughs> you're going to give me a car to drive. At least let me experience it and listen to it and learn to drive it. Um, but nope, they give you a new car every single race. Um, you can't hear it. You can't really get good at it before you're either onto the next one or, you know, watching some cutscene or listening to somebody yammer on the whole time. Yeah, huge, huge miss, in my opinion. I never really got into the into the crew two. I bought the crew I bought the first career game. Didn't work at all. I literally got stuck on the main page of the game. And I just said, screw this, I'm not even bothering with it. So then I bought the crew two when it came out and played it for like six months and then quit because it's boring. So I really liked the first crew. Um as I was saying with freedom and creativity. That the crew two really shined there. You had a big open world. You could drive what you want. You could tune it how you want it, and you could. You felt a sense of ownership for your vehicles. Um, the crew two, I, I was excited when that one launched because I liked the first one so much, and it just it took the focus away from the cars to put on boats and planes. Um, the creativity just, I don't know. It, I, I think the fact that the story was so different. And so, so boring, uh, mixed with such a big focus on stuff that wasn't cars. I was just immediately killed off the crew, too. Uh, but I, I did try and go into this one with as much uh, excitement as I could, and it just wasn't there. I, I should. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on? No, I think that's it. Uh, just, yeah, basically just here's your here's your monthly or bi-monthly video game update uh, for your podcast. <laughs> happy to uh, happy to provide. And uh, we'll, I don't know, maybe we'll be back in a couple of months when they uh, uh, release more games or announce more games, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Into the Dust podcast hosted by Joe Moore presented by Belly Up Sports.